Like I said before, man, it's your boy Go My Tommy in the motherfucking building. The streets are talking. You already know what I'm talking about. Let's get into it. Number one, it's a great, great month. It's a great, great time of the year. It's Black History Month. Yeah, you already know what it is. What we do, the cookouts is going down. It's cold as fuck. I don't give a fuck. You still going to get on that grill in the back. Biggity, back, back, biggity, back, back. Yeah. So we going to go ahead and shout, shout. To one of the black inventors, you know what I'm saying? Doing big things back in the days. I'm talking about back in the day, day. Let's get into it. All right. We're going to shout out to this episode is dedicated to your boy, Richard Bowie Spikes. Let's get into it again. Richard Spikes was born October 2nd, 1878. I don't know what that, what sign that is. You know, I, I don't feel like looking it up neither. He died on January 22nd, 1963. This black brother, black inventor, black king, was a holder of a number of U.S. patents. His inventions include the beer tap. Y'all know y'all needs that. Automobile directional signals. Some of y'all don't use that. The automatic gear shift. All of y'all use that. And this device was based on that automatic transmission for automobiles and other motor vehicles and a safety braking system for trucks and buses. That's what's up. I ain't even know this dude. You know what I'm saying? I just had to do my due diligence. The man is from Dallas, Texas. He was a barber, a school teacher, a musician, a businessman, and an adventure. He had a wife named Lula. Um, Charlton, he had one kid, his dad, Monroe, and his mom, Medora Spikes. Shout out to them as well. Let me name off these inventions one more time. He got a couple of patents. I'm going to list them right now. Let's get into it. Beer Tapper. Billard Q-Rack. Damn, I know y'all. And for y'all don't know who what Billards means, that's pool. You know what I'm saying? That's pool. That's pool. The Continuous Contact Trolley Pole. I don't know what that is. Brake testing machine. Pantograph. Combination milk bottle opener and cover. Wait, combination milk bottle. Oh, milk bottle. Oh, yeah, because they used to have milk in them damn bottles and shit back in the day. And cover. Hmm. Methods and apparatus of obtaining average samples and temperature of tank liquids. Modification to the automatic gear shift. Transmission and shifting. Horizontally swinging barber's chair. Horizontally. Damn! And then automatic safety brake system. Once again, shout out to Richard Spikes. Because if he ain't vent none of that, it'll be a lot of y'all motherfuckers down and out. Can't even get your drink because you can't even get your beer on tap. 
You need your turning signals. We needs that or you're going to get pulled over. Automatic gear shift. Y'all don't know how to drive stick, so pause. You know what I'm saying? And you need to learn, but I'm just saying that's he made the automatic shift, so y'all motherfuckers won't even have to do that. You he made he paved the way for you so you wouldn't have to go through learning how to drive stick and burn up a motherfucking clutch and then pay like five hundred dollars to get that joint, you know what I mean? So shout out to Richard Bowie Spikes. That's what I'm talking about. We need more of them inventors to this day. It's crazy how somebody can invent some shit in 1878. When you know black motherfuckers ain't have no type of rights. I don't even know how you get up in the morning and talk about I'm going to invent some shit. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. If they can do that now, we can do that. If they can do that then, we can do that shit right now. You know what I'm saying? But once again, shout out to your boy, Richard Spikes, doing big things. You know what I mean? And that's definitely somebody that uh we need to be looking up to. You know what I mean? So shout out to your boy Richard Spikes. Do it. Get money out of time. We get money when it's slow. I got so so lost I want to stay. I get more. Really real. I'm a real one. And they know. Yeah. I shot every bell. Why are you so extra? Red bottle for her. That man, I feel special. Alright, 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 and we're back. Yeah, this is the Brother Man News. Brother Man, um, Brother Man News, let's get it. Uh, Brother Man News, we gonna get right into it. Let's get into it. American Board of Trial Advocates appoints the first ever African American National President. Oh, shit. Let's get into it. This is brought to you by blacknews.com. So we're going to get right into it. Charleston, South Carolina. Luther Batiste III has been installed as national president of the American Board of Trial Advocates at the organization's national board meeting at the Hotel Binet. Mr. Batiste, a founding shareholder of Johnson, Toll, and Batiste, PA took the oath of office from retired Chief Justice Gene Hoffer Toll of the Supreme Court of South Carolina. Carolina. So if everybody don't know, it ain't the U.S. Supreme Court. Most uh, states name their highest court the Supreme Court, but that doesn't mean U.S. Supreme Court. Other states may name it something else. They can, you know, trial court, circuit court. They can name it whatever they want. Those is before that, but the highest is going to be the Supreme Court. Do your Googles. Let's get into it. Mr. Batiste is the first black to serve as national president. He also made history in 1983 by becoming one of the first two African-Americans elected to Columbia City Council since Reconstruction. Reconstruction, that was a long goddamn time ago, motherfucker. That's what I'm talking about. Keep doing your goddamn thing. He served 15 years as a member of the Columbia City Council, including two terms as mayor pro tempore. In 1998-98, the city of Columbia dedicated to Luther J. Batiste III, the monument and plaza in honor of his dedicated service as a public servant. Mr. Batiste was admitted to the ABOTA in 
on January 29, 2000, and has served as a national board member since 05. He served two terms as national treasurer and has served as chair or member on a number of committees and task forces. In 2011, he serves as the president of Southeastern Chapters of ABOTA, a regional organization representing 11 ABOTA chapters. He is active with the ABOTA Foundation and has long recognized that civics education has been neglected in this country and that failure has resulted in a serious diminution of citizens' understanding of the key role of an impartial judiciary and the jury system in our constitutional democracy. That sentence was crazy, and I don't know where he's trying to go with this. Let's skip down a little bit. Let's skip down. Let's skip down. Just what he said, we must continue to support making the judicial system accessible to all and responsive to the changing needs of technology. Advocating for an independent jury judiciary is essential. Understanding the past and pre present, preparing for the future to protect our valued legal system should be our greatest pursuit. That is true. That is true. True. That is true. A couple of awards he won. Let's get into this. Let's just a little bit. Bell South African American Calendar Honoree, South Carolina Black Hall of Fame Honoree, Walker Solomon Award from the Columbia Chapter Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity, University of South Carolina Distinguished Alumni Award. I'm talking about Luther Batiste Monument and Plaza Dedication and University of South Carolina Black Alumni of the Year Award in 1986. Your boy went to University of South Carolina. He got a BA in international studies. That means y'all getting them stupid ass international studies degrees. You can do something with that just like he did. 1971, he went to Emory University School of Law. Emory. He got his Juris Doctor, baby, JD, 1974. You already know what it is. He is the host of the World Class Jazz radio show on WVCD 96.5 and WVCD 790 AM. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to your boy. Shout out to him. Luther J. Batiste the Third. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Next in Brother Man News. Just a couple of topics. That's it. That's it. From extreme poverty to becoming one of America's top mentors for black business coaches. Let's get into it. This is brought to you by BlackNews.com. Go check it out. Meet. Maria Nisbet, who grew up in extreme poverty on the Caribbean island of Totola. She was raised by her grandfather, who was a struggling farmer, and her grandmother, who baked and sold bread as a side hustle. Despite her background, though, Maria is now founder of Coaching for the Culture, and she is one of the most sought-after business coaches in the country that focuses exclusively on training other blacks to also become business coaches. All right, girl. All right. Maria has created her business with African-Americans in mind. Her mission is to guide them through the process of launching their own coaching business so that they can adequately coach others like them. She wants to be a change agent for the culture and rewrite black history. She comments black history shit. Ooh, black history, black history month, black message. One day our grandkids will write about us. So it's our job to give them something amazing to write about. I like that quote from Maria. This reality is not a distant future because she already has two grandkids one day in this decade they will have to write a black history report and maria aims to ensure that she is an option to be written about wow i never looked at it like that your grandkids write a report wouldn't you want them to write it on you they for sure gonna get an a 
Because they writing about you. You can give them all the answers. Shit, you can write it for them. That's what I'm talking about. Because I need that, yeah. Let's get into it. There are many coaching programs available out there. But this one is a little different. It's designed specifically for the black community based on their unique needs. The program is four months. And at the end, you will have your own coaching business up, running, and seeing your own clients. Dang, I like this. I might have to check this out. For more information, make sure you go visit www.coachingfortheculture.com. Or you can hit her up at 409-444-3210. Again, that is 409-444-3210. If you re- don't remember that number, just remember 444 three, three Like the Wendy's, just say it with me. 444 bang. So shout out, shouts out to Maria Nisbet for definitely just making the culture better. Just progressing forward. I'm talking about giving something that black people want to learn, can use, can make some money on the side, money in the ride, money on the thighs, money in the sky. Hey, anyway, that is your brother man news for today. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I shot every bell. Why are you so extra? Red bottle for her, that my health is special Pull up double up, everything is central I pull up in bowling, I ain't no white full chain Yeah, it's time to get into the weather. Yeah, you already know we're going to try something new. We got to bring the weather. Because I was like, man, don't nobody really know what the weather be like. I never check the weather. And it's so easy probably to just go on my phone and check the weather. I don't have this shit set up to where the weather just come on your phone. So I don't ever know what the weather is. I go outside, I be like, ooh, it's cold. Ooh, it's hot. Ooh, it's raining. I just do whatever. You know what I'm saying? If I go outside, do a little the test where you be like, put your finger in the air. Hmm, it's a little nippy. So, boom, you already know what it is. We bring in the weather. So, let's get into it. All right. We're going to start off with the Phoenix, Arizona area So because that's where I'm at right now. So, let's go through this real quick. Let's get out your seven-day forecast. You know what I mean? Because that's what I'm doing. Because it's, you know, go Mount Tommy, the weatherman. Not the better man. Let's get it. All right. Tuesday, February 4th, AA. That's what it is. So it's going to be a sunny day outside with a high of 55 and a low of 36. Woo. You know, Phoenix don't know nothing about no 36. I'm about to be (laughs) in the house. That's what it is. It's a 0% chance of precipitation. The winds are going to be coming from the south-southwest at about 10 miles per hour. Humidity, hmm, we're looking at like 22%. Let's go to Wednesday, February 5th. Another sunny day. 58 is the high. 36 is the low. 0% chance of precipitation. Boom. The winds are going to be coming from the northwest at about 10 miles per hour with a 19% chance of humidity. Boom. Thursday, 62. Ooh, yeah. Friday, 69. Okay, getting a little higher. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Saturday, let's get to the freaking weekend. A high of 75 and a low of 49. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No rain, 0% chance of that precipitation. 
Winds are coming from the southeast, four miles per hour. Boom, humidity, 31%. What we looking like for Sunday? Mostly sunny, partly cloudy skies. It's going to be 76 with a low of 52. Winds are coming from the south-southeast, six miles per hour, and a 27% chance of precipitation. Boom, that's your breakdown for the Arizona area let's go down to hmm, let's see let's see let's go to new york let's see what they doing in in why what's going on in in why let's see let's see let's get it let's get it real quick mm-hmm. here we go new york city let's see what's going on with their 10-day forecast 10-day so tuesday ooh, ooh. see this that east coast shit right here i'm glad i ain't over there no more tuesday february 4th we got Early morning showers. I'm talking about it's going to be a high of 55. It's going to be a low of 39 with a 60% chance of precipitation. It's going to be rainy. Make sure you don't wear your Tim's, them butter, butter pecans outside. Winds is, be, is going to be six miles per hour coming from the west, southwest with a 75% chance of humidity. Mm, that's, that's some humidity right there. Wednesday, February 5th, it's going to be cloudy. With a high of 42 and a low of 35, 20% chance of precipitation, 54% humidity. Thursday, oh, it's going to be a rainy, rainy day. I'm talking about a high of 48, low of 45, 90% chance of precipitation. Yeah. Friday, we're talking about more rain. It ain't going to stop. Uh, uh, 49 um, is the high. 28 is the low. 80% chance of precipitation. Winds is coming from the west at 13 miles per hour with a 70 percent chance of precipitation we going into the freaking weekend it's saturday february 8th mostly sunny mm -hmm. 41 with a lower 35 10 percent you can break out the butters west winds is coming at six miles per hour with a 45 percent chance of precipitation and then we're gonna end it off with sunday Ooh. You got some rain and snow. You got some partly cloudy skies. You got a high of 43 and a lower of 33. 40% chance of precipitation. It's going to be a little flurries out there. Winds is coming from the east, northeast, uh, six miles per hour, 66% humidity. Let's go down south real quick. Let's see what's going on with down south real quick. Yeah, Atlanta area, what we got going on Tuesday, February 4th. It's cloudy skies. 66 is the high, 59 is the low, 20% chance of precipitation. Wednesday, you got scattered thunderstorms, partly cloudy skies, 67%. I mean, 67 degrees high, 61 low, 50% precipitation rate. I'm talking about winds is coming from the south, southwest, a south, southwest, a 82% chance of humidity. Mm. Thursday, thunderstorms, thunderstorms, don't, thunderstorm, hey, thunderstorm, uh, don't uh, go outside, don't go outside, 64 is the high, 38 is the low, it's a 100% chance of precipitation, I'm talking about, let me say it again, 100% chance of precipitation, I'm talking about 100% chance of precipitation, that means stay your ass inside, you already know that 85, 85, 85 South is going to be packed. Y'all don't know how to drive in that shit. Friday, February 7th, partly cloudy skies. 49%. I mean, 49 degrees high, 35% low. Bang. 53% chance of humidity. Let's get into the freaking weekend. Freak Neek, partly cloudy skies. I'm talking about a high of 58, a low of 38. 20% chance of precipitation. Winds is coming from the south, southeast at 9 miles per hour 60 percent humidity then we go in the week off with a sunday fun day partly cloudy high of 54 lower 35 winds is coming at seven miles per hour northwest 64 percent chance of humidity bang bang 
I think that's good. I mean, where we get? We got New York. We got Atlanta. Let me get to uh, what's going on in goddamn. Um, let's let's see what's going on in VA real quick. Let's see what's going on in VA. Let's see what the weather looking like down to the dirty bank. It's a little bit like Atlanta. Let's get straight to it. Tuesday, February 4th. I'm talking about mostly cloudy. High at 68. Yeah, that's nice. Low at 54. 10% chance of precipitation. Wednesday, February 4th. I'm talking about partly scattered showers. High at 58. Low at 44. Thursday, February 6th. Oh, it's a rainy, rainy day. 66% um, goddamn. I mean, 66 high, low at 54. 90% chance of precipitation. Stay your ass inside. Friday, February 7th. I'm talking about early morning a.m. showers. 57 high, 36 low. Freaking weekend, Saturday, partly cloudy skies. 49 high, 41 low. Sunday, we're going to end it off with a Sunday fun day. It's going to be showers outside, so you ain't going to get, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to get to your, your, your food. You ain't going to get to where you need to go. You ain't going to get to Queensway. You ain't going to be, you, you can't do it. Just stay inside, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be able to rip in a run, get to city center. You can't do all that. 52 is the high, 38 is the low. Winds is going to be 10 miles per hour, so it ain't too windy. 78 humidity. God damn, that's high as humidity in February, but let's get it. That's Wraps up your weather with Gold Mouth Tommy, the weather man, not the better man. You already know what it is. Let's get right in. All right, all right, man. Hold on. Mm. We gonna get into the Super Bowl real quick. I got, I gotta just say a couple of things on it. You know what I'm saying? Just a couple of things. You know what I mean? Number one, let's talk about the game real quick. I watched the whole thing. I was drinking on a little drinky drink, sipping on a little sippy sip. You already know. Anyway, watched the whole Super Bowl. The commercials was great. That first commercial was amazing where they did the commercial and the boy was running with the ball and passing it to all the Hall of Famers and stuff. And then he runs through the tunnel to with the uh, Super Bowl ball for the 100 year of the NFL and then gave it to the uh, referee. That was really cool how they panned it. They must have had to go through that about 3,000 times. Action. Do it over. Action. Take 540. Action. I mean, he did an amazing job. All them kids did an amazing job, man. That's what I'm talking about. Tommy love the kids. Anyway, the 49ers started off great. I picked them to win. You know what I'm saying? All three quarters, they did their thing. And it seems like during the playoffs, the coaches be on straight crack. The coaches be like, they just forget how to do a two-minute drill, clock management. They don't do shit they used to do in the regular season that got them to the goddamn Super Bowl in the first place. Like, it seems like every losing coach in the Super Bowl did it they damn self. Like these last Super Bowl, few Super Bowls ain't been like serious blowouts. It's the other coach that lost did some dumb coaching ass shit. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was I I think that was not Kyle Shanahan coaching that game. That was Jason Garrett. That was fucking Jason motherfucking clap it up, clappy clap the clap Garrett. That's who that was because he oh my god in the fourth quarter he just forgot how to coach. They was averaging 6.4 yards on the goddamn ground. And are you going to tell me that you're not going to hand it off in the fourth quarter after you up 20 to 10? You're up two scores. Let's think about this. You up two scores, right? 
two scores. Okay. Then with like, I think it was, I don't even remember. It was like 11 minutes and 50 seconds or something like that. You get another interception. Your defense, your defense gives you the ball with literally 11 minutes and 50-something seconds or something like that on the clock in the fourth quarter up by two scores. So I'm thinking ASAP. They is going to run this clock out to at least, even if you ran the ball three times and punted it and didn't get a first down, you probably easily could have took at least three, maybe three good minutes, maybe two and a half, three good minutes. That would have brought it down to like nine minutes and something because they had two drives where they were still up 10, I believe. Um, I may be wrong, but. Yeah, you could have brought it down to at least nine minutes, at least. And they were averaging 6.4 yards a carry. So if you take that into consideration, they would have got a first down on three runs. And they might, you could have did two runs in a play action or one run, one play action, one run, something like that. Debo Samuel did not touch the ball all fourth quarter, and this motherfucker was killing him the first half. You know, first three, like, Kyle Shant, what, did you just say, all right, this fourth quarter, we're up two scores. You're not up by a lot. You're only up 10 points. You got Mahomes over there. That's like having Peyton Manning over there. Back when Peyton Manning used to play, they'd be like, shit, pedal on the metal. They say don't try to, you keep you keep going. You keep playing like you're playing because Peyton Manning can come back at any motherfucking time. We seen, like, that's what I don't understand. Kyle Shanahan, we've seen these motherfucking Chiefs come back on all their playoff games. R- come back. So you really think your 10 measly points with stupid-ass Garoppolo as a quarterback is going to motherfucking get you to win in the Super Bowl? I mean, what, are you, what is wrong with you? Hand the motherfucking ball off. So they don't. And then they get another drive. Or it maybe it was before they got one, whatever. Anyway, they got like two drives up where they did, what, five passing plays out of eight total plays or something like that, out of nine total plays. I forget. That is ridiculous. They was dropping back Garoppolo like he was goddamn Joe Montana, Steve Young, Johnny Unitas. This mother, where, I mean, this motherfucker ain't, last playoff game he threw eight passes. So do you really think this motherfucker was ready to throw 25, 30 times during a Super Bowl? That boy Shanahan was smoking that good, good. Anyway, the 49ers, once again, another Super Bowl where the team that was in the lead lost the game. Literally lost the motherfucking game. So he ain't got nobody to blame. The 49ers ain't got nobody to blame but they got themselves. It's no way they should have lost that game. If they would have stuck with the game plan, hand the motherfucking ball off. It's not like they won't get no yards. You averaging more than five yards a carry, six yards. I'm going to take my chances. They would have wore down it. They didn't even try to wear down the defense in the fourth quarter. Fourth, they, the defense had to be tired. So why don't you do some of that misdirection, zone run, zone read, hand that motherfucker off, get Debo back there, do something. They didn't try no short, like, George Kittle, they ain't use George Kittle enough. Whatever, man. 
And my conspiracy hat, if I put that on, I would say they wanted the Chiefs to win because it was 50 years since they won the first one. Andy Reid didn't get none yet. It's the 100th uh, centennial year celebration of the NFL. All that might go into account, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, it was a sad, sad loss. My team won't end it, so I didn't care in the first place. I did lose 20 buckety bucks on the game. That's my motherfucking fault. Now, the halftime show with Shakira, Shakira, and J-Lo. I thought it was odd. I thought they were going to perform more together because Shakira was out there opening up for J-Lo like goddamn David Ruffin and the Temptations. Like the Temptations was first, and then David Ruffin was second. You know what I'm saying? Um... Shakira did a good job, I think. I ain't seen her in a minute. She looked 25 years old. J-Lo looked about 30. Y'all, I think y'all super, y'all fronting on like, okay, she's 50, but she don't look 25. She she does look, she don't look 50, but she look, mm, realistically, I'd say 40. Like, like if I walked down the street and seen J-Lo, I'd be like, yeah, she's a grown 40-year-old woman. That don't mean she look old. That just means you look 40, motherfucker. Y'all just straight capping on her ass. Y'all acting like that bitch is 18. Look 18. She look old. She look good old, though. So I ain't, I ain't hating. She still look good as a mug. I would still motherfucking wife it up. I would still throw in the towel. I would still give it all up for that. Send her some money. She don't need my little bit of little chump change, but shit. I throw her a couple quarters, of course. Now, Shakira, Shakira still look young. She still look young. Oh, baby, and when you talk like that, she be doing that little, uh, that belly dancing bullshit. So, the shit was funny on Twitter. They had all their memes with the little tongue shit. That shit. Let's get into some of these motherfucking tweets. And I did, them kids in cages. Them little cages, I know I'm off topic. That shit was kind of weird. Um, shout out to the Dominicans and Puerto Ricans they was trying to, in the Latin Latin America that they was shouting out. Miami, duh, it made sense. Cool, I'm good with that. But I'm going to get to some of these motherfucking tweets real quick. Um, here we go. This is from at could go anywhere. Imagine being so bored and having so little to do that you feel the need to blast the internet with hate on two hardworking, talented, confident women with amazing careers just because you don't approve of what they're wearing. Couldn't be me, LOL, hashtag halftime show 2020. That is true. People was hating. I don't know why. And why do y'all motherfucking grown-ass adults be hating all the time? Like, you got, y'all don't got shit else to do but hate. Are you really going to say, Oh my God, I can't believe Shakira and J-Lo are wearing what they're wearing. You act like they came out there in nothing. It's fucking Shakira and J-Lo. What you want them to wear? A fucking sweatsuit? A Missy Elliott suit? One of them goddamn Kanye West hobo ass sweatshirt and pant to match set? Fuck no. They gonna wear some nice, tight, get it right. They gonna wear some good shit. Who don't want you want to see them covered up? Don't nobody want to see Shakira covered up? How she gonna do that? Her belly roll, belly roll with a big ass sweatsuit on. How you gonna be like, oh my god, this is a Super Bowl? What are they wearing? What? 
Are you serious right now? Oh, kids don't need to see that. Your stupid ass kid right now is in on Pornhub and you don't even know it with your stupid ass. They seen way more than some J-Lo and Shakira with a little bit of skin showing. I'm pretty sure they be getting twerk at school at the age of six. So shut the fuck up. Y'all parents kill me. Shut up. Then turn the fucking shit off. That, that's the shit I don't get. That's the shit I really don't motherfucking get. If you don't want to watch something or if you have a problem with something being on TV or on social media, unless that shit is like, like super racist or killing a motherfucker or degrading women or degrading any damn body or something like that, then turn the fucking shit off. You don't need to make a comment on it. Just turn it off. If you and your family was sitting up watching the Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira and J-Lo, well, number one, you should have known what was coming. She going belly roll. They going shake a little, shake a little, shake a little ass. They going to do it. So if you seen it and you said, mm, I don't know if my kids should be watching that, then cut the shit off and turn it to goddamn uh, Arthur or something. Turn it to uh, Baby Shark. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Turn it to something else. Like, shut the fuck up. Y'all be killing me. Y'all just got time. I don't even tweet that much because I don't have the time to sit there and tweet some shit. Like, really? Let's see what else. Who else got some shit to say? Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Let's get into it. This is from at randomly she. You're mad. You're mad because the halftime show was racy. But your first lady got her come up by lying on her back and has news on the Internet. And your president had an affair with a porn star when his wife was pregnant. Make it make sense. MAGA halftime show 2020. True shit. I mean, that is so true. That is so true. I mean, how can you be mad when the goddamn uh, the motherfucking um bar that's being set by your president and your first lady and i don't never see nobody tweeting about that shit but y'all love to tweet about some entertainers and shit i swear to god y'all do i mean y'all love to motherfucking tweet on some goddamn motherfucking entertainers that shit just it just makes literally no sense to me um, that y'all do some shit like that, but Hey, it's whatever dog. It's whatever. One more. Let's see what else y'all got the motherfucking say. Here we go. Uh, uh, I'm not even gonna read that one. They tripping. They tripping on that. Hold on. Uh, 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 u
I'm so fucking done being called a triggered snowflake by people who are literally offended that J-Lo and Shakira weren't wearing enough clothes when we should be thanking them. Hashtag Halftime Show 2020. I still don't know. These look like enough motherfucking clothes to me. I'm... Anyway, that's all I'm going to get on. The Halftime Show was great. It was amazing. Demi Lovato did her thing on that national anthem, too. That's what I'm talking about. But Shakira and J-Lo definitely put on a pretty good show, I thought. I thought it wasn't too crazy. It wasn't too trash, and it wasn't the best of all time. That shit was good to me. Shit. I think it was great. So, halftime show, 2020. You know what I mean? That's what I got to say about that. Get money out of time. We get money when it's slow. I don't so so lost as I want to stay. I get more. Really real. I'm a real. And they know. Yeah. I shot every bell. Why are you so extra? Red bottle for her. Hmm, what we got here? What we got here? Oh yeah, the Greyhound shit. Yeah. What happened with Greyhound, man? Greyhound and that. All right, all right. So, I heard something happened on a, with a Greyhound bus situation. I'm not too sure what happened, but you know what I'm saying we gonna get into it. You know CNN gonna give us that good, good. You know what I mean? Not, but you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll see what's going on. Why the fuck? All right. Let's get into it. Six passengers were shot on a Greyhound bus in California, including one who was killed. Godly. What? It's from CNN. Let's get into it. Authorities say they don't know why a man opened fire on a Greyhound bus Monday morning, killing a woman and wounding five other passengers. The bus carrying 43 people, including the driver, was headed from L.A. to San Francisco, California Highway Patrol reports. Shortly before 1.30 a.m., a gunman on the bus opened fire while the bus was on Interstate 5 in the Grapevine area near Fort Home Road. Man, that is crazy. A 50-run... A 51-year-old woman from Columbia was killed. Five other people were shot and taken to local hospitals. Authorities said two are in serious condition. After the shooting, the driver immediately pulled to the right shoulder, and the suspect voluntarily got off the bus, leaving his handgun behind. The suspect is in custody, but the motive remains unclear. Authorities said the suspect boarded the bus in L.A., but are not yet certain where he originally is from. Um, in a written statement, Greyhound offered its thoughts and prayers to the family affected. The company did not answer any questions about security and screening procedures at the bus stations. Unfortunately, we are unable to release any additional information at this time, as it is still considered an ongoing investigation. Ooh, first and foremost, oh my God, prayers and condolences to the woman from Columbia who was shot. I don't know the name, uh, and of the five others um, who did get shot at and. Everybody that's in the hospital fighting for their life. This is ridiculous. First thing that jumps out to me is that is the craziest thing in the world to a picture getting some sleep on your Greyhound, you know, on your Greyhound bus trip. And you start hearing shots inside the bus while the bus is on the inter interstate. That is, pfft, I don't know about you, but I can't even imagine some stuff like that. You can't even go nowhere. Only thing you can possibly do is duck and hope that the dude with the gun don't come over there and pop you. 
that had to be the scariest thing ever. All them people on that bus go to your local doctor, psych therapy, something because you have PTSD. You literally have it. Everybody on that bus has PTSD, whether you think it or not. You need to go get checked out. You need to make sure you're good because I wouldn't even be feel comfortable riding on nothing with nobody. Plane, car, bus, ever again. So the suspect opens fire on this bus, right? Shoots six people, kills one, a woman. God. Then gets voluntarily gets off the bus and leaves the gun on the bus. We don't have the name of the man, but it seems like he knew what he was doing. He was going to shoot up some people on the bus because he was mad about something. He probably had no real reason, um, no real motive. Probably didn't think it through. Um, shot some people, left the gun there, and went on about his motherfucking day. Knew he was going to jail. Blah, blah, blah. Tell you right now, I can 100% guarantee you this was not a black man. Because a black dude would never do some shit like that. Open fire on some random people on a bus. Leave the gun. Voluntarily go into custody. Don't know black people do none of that. Anyway, I'm not even going to go there to what, who, or what type of person I think this is. Because I don't know. It could be anybody. But I, you know, I got some thoughts. We'll see as the story progresses and as, as everything unravels and shit. But this is a great tragedy. 2020 is starting off like goddamn the apocalypse or something. I don't know what's going on. But it's Black History Month, and we ain't going to let none of none of that. We're going to have a good February, you know what I'm saying, going into spring break, you know what I'm saying, good weather coming very soon. It feels like, I know it's just February, but 2020 is zooming. There's so much things that happen, you know what I mean? Rest in peace, number 24, the Mamba. I got to throw that out there. I think about Kobe randomly throughout the day, randomly, just like, damn, Kobe, like Kobe. 24. If I see the number 24, the number eight, when I think about 24 hours in a day, I just be thinking about Kobe. But anyway, that's a little off topic. Prayers and condolences to these families, man. We're going to get to a couple of tweets from people um, that really had something to say. Let's see what people had to say about this shooting that happened on the Greyhound bus. Let's see, let's see who got something good to say. I'm not, I'm trying to pick some shit that ain't goddamn just insensitive. Like, here's one. This one I'm going to go to. This is from at X underscore Courtney. And she spells it with a, like, knee, like K-N-E-E. Ah, original. All right, yeah. Nice name, yeah. Okay, yeah. This is what she had to say. People are still offended by the Super Bowl halftime show. Meanwhile, there were shootings on a Greyhound bus and a university campus in the same day. That is so true at Courtney. 
at court underscore knee. I mean, at underscore Courtney. That is so true. People be worried about the wrong motherfucking shit. Like, people really be worried about the wrong fucking shit. You worried about J-Lo and Shakira. Talk like that. You make a woman go mad. How you worried about that? How you worried about J-Lo? I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the... How you mad at them when shit, real shit is going on in the world? Entertainers are there. Musicians, comedians, uh, movie stars. You know what I'm saying? Rappers, singers, writers, uh, artists. They're there. Their sole job is to take us away from the shit that's happening in the world. You know what I mean? Bring us a little light in your day. That don't, they're not there for you to criticize them motherfuckers. They just trying to make some music and help y'all out. You know, give you a little bit of relief. Then you deal, you know, you listen to your music or whatever, you know, look at your favorite movie. And then you get to the real shit that's going on throughout the day. If, if, if J-Lo and Shakira wanted to be goddamn activists and shit, they would have done that. But they not. They entertainers. You know what I mean? We worried about them when we should be worried about people getting shot every day. Every day. Every day. Police brutality. Schools, shitty ass schools, shitty ass curriculums, standardized tests, putting these kids on this goddamn Ritalin and ADD, ADHD medication when their brains are still forming just because they are a little too active or not even too active, a little more active than more most kids. So you give them stuff to calm them down, literally drugging them at these young ass ages so I, I agree with x underscore underscore courtney man like we worried about the wrong shit shout out to her shout out to her let's go to something else let's see um no i am not reading that stupid ass shit i don't even want to shout out who the fuck did that where are the good tweets y'all motherfuckers tweeting some trash ass shit Let's see. Let's see. All right. Here we go. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Okay, y'all tweet so trash about this, but tweet all the shit about goddamn um, Moneybag Yo and them. Hmm. I don't know if this is true, but whoa. All right. Oh, this is goddamn kind of crazy, but I will shout this guy out. I don't even want to read this one. All right. At Old Man Brunzi. In 2009, deliriously drunk, fresh out of jail, nowhere to go and no one to turn to. I was found blue and lifeless hanging by a belt around my neck in the bathroom stall of a Greyhound bus station in Illinois. Some days, I wish I hadn't survived. Talk. Hashtag, Bell, let's talk today. I hope he is not telling a lie, but I'm going to take this for the truth. When you on these Greyhound buses and these mega buses, 
that's why I see me personally. I hate crowds of people. I cannot stand them because anything can go down. I've always been like that before I even knew what a mass shooting was and all these crazy ass people doing dumb ass shit in these big ass crowds. I just never liked them. Because I, I don't know all these people. They vibes be crazy. You never know what who's thinking about what, who's looking at who. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not that friendly and shit. I just don't be talking to random ass motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Unless I'm drunkity drunk drunk or something like that. But yeah. Anyway, moral of that story is these Greyhound buses, these mega buses, these these Uber pool. I would never do Uber pool, by the way. Um, I will pay the extra money just to get a Uber by my motherfucking self. Um, I'm not trying to be dropped off and then you know where the fuck I'm going. Hell no. I think that's the craziest shit ever. Taking an Uber is kind of crazy too, but hey, we live with that risk every day. Anyway, like like real quick, what if a Uber just like drove off a cliff while you was in it? Never mind. Let me stop. I don't want to think about that. All right. So at Old Man Brunzi. Moral of the story, like I was saying, these Greyhound buses and stuff, you got to watch your back when you get off and take them breaks and bathroom breaks. You don't know what people are on there for. Some people just literally are living to fuck up somebody's day. Fuck up somebody's week. Fuck up somebody's life, as we can see from the shooting. I mean, you great and fuck them Greyhound, man, shit. Did them train rides, any of that, man. You just got to watch your back. Sometimes you just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, but you always want to make sure you ain't sitting in the middle. That's why I'm either in the fronty front front or the backity back back um, of something. Because if I'm in the back, yeah, I'm in the back, but at least I can see what the fuck is going on just in case I see a motherfucker pull out something. I'll know beforehand. If I'm in the front, I am jumping out that motherfucking door. I'm slapping the fuck out the bus driver, open the motherfucking door, and I'm running out. You know what I'm saying? But mm, that's some bullshit. That's some bullshit right there. Um, like I said, man, that Greyhound stuff, shit like this is starting to happen more and more, and we need to just be a little bit more aware of what's going on. You know what I mean? Get money out of time, we get money when it's slow I lost to some losses, I wanna stay, I get more Really real, I'm a real, and they know Alright, alright, go my time in the motherfucking building You already know what it is, the streets is talking Alright, one of the last, sub, the last subject we gonna get to I wanted to talk about that Antonio Brown interview I'ma save that for a special, um, little bonus uh, episode probably a couple of days from now, but we're going to go ahead and get to this money bag. Yo, Meg, the stallion G easy India love bullshit that I still really don't know nothing about. Let's get into it. Apparently Ari Fletcher allegedly punched her boyfriend money bag. Yo, in the face before he ripped her wig off. Number one, I'd never understood these entertainers rappers and shit wifing up the same girl like why does everybody love the same motherfucker y'all can literally have anybody you want if i'm lit and famous like that let me tell you i would be walking you know throughout your day when you just randomly see some fine ass girls at the grocery store at the goddamn unemployment line 
at the motherfucking uh, gym. I would wipe them up. I'd be like, girl, you know who I miss? Fresh as I miss. Hey, I remember that song. But yeah, I'd be like, you know who I miss? You know who I am? You know who I be? I need all three of y'all to come back with me. Like, seriously, like, why is everybody wiping up the same motherfuckers? Okay, yes, Ari be twerking on Instagram all the time. Yes, that thing is fat, fat. She do got a backity back, back. But goddamn, that's a, a thousand trillion billion girls that got the same back, back. She got dragging the same type of wagon. Like, like, I just don't understand it. I mean, she cool. She ain't drop dead, baddie, bad, gorgeous. I mean, Meg Thee Stallion jumped, and I don't, I don't know, but it seems like she jumped from this dude to this dude. She, uh, the girls jumped from this dude to this, rappers jumped from this girl to this girl, and they all fucking share. That shit is retarded to me. And like I said, if I was famous, just in my regular day, I would literally just mess with people that I see throughout my motherfucking day or my week because I see some bad girls all the time walking around I mean yeah I probably if I I mean I'm I'm sure rappers and stuff be uh shooting a shot in the DMs I would probably do the same thing but I'm gonna get one of them ones this is what I do you gotta look at the Instagram right all right shoot mm, boom she got this many followers boom if you got over 1 million followers if i was lit and famous i ain't messing with you because it's eight for every million for every one of them followers it's a dm in there so that means she got a million dms from thirsty ass motherfuckers i don't need all that then i'm looking at instagram and this is me personally if she's showing too much you know you can see the outline of her but jj you can see all the you can basically know what her body looks like without clothes on. But just by looking at her Instagram, like she's wearing shit, but you can literally see like what they call it. The che- the areolas and stuff like you can literally see her whole motherfucking body. You know what I'm saying? On via Instagram, then I ain't going to mess with that. Now I mess with that, but I ain't going to wipe that up. The people I'm a wife up, I'm a under a million. If I was lit, this is if I'm famous. Um, under motherfucking one million followers, you know what I'm saying? Um, what did I say? Wife up? Yeah, under a million followers. Not showing. You you can show some, you know, beach body and all that. Um, I don't want this overly workout girl that take all them stupid ass pictures of working out when you did three squats with the stupid ass band. And you're not sweating or nothing. So that means you just did those three squats and literally left. You probably did those three squats a couple of times, got the right shot, and then left the fucking gym. Um, wearing the most expensive gym gear. Um, yeah, nah. Not going for that. You can't have 8,000 gym pictures. Sorry, I, I, that's just not entertaining to me. I'm not wiping that up. One, because if I wipe that up, that means you at the gym too goddamn much. Which means, and I and I I love people that go to the gym and everything. Keep yourself toned, but you don't need to go seven days a week. So if you at the gym all the time, that means you and motherfuckers' faces all the time, 
And you know, if you post all those gym pictures, you're looking for a reaction. So if you're looking for a reaction on social media from motherfuckers that you don't even know, I know you in there talking to motherfuckers in the gym all day. Talking about, that's my personal trainer. No, he trying to fuck. That's your personal fucker, not your personal trainer. So no, I'm looking for a hundred under one million. You know what I mean? Not that many goddamn uh gym posts. You know, a couple beach body up, yep, doing this. Some laughing, smiling joints. If I see too many motherfucking duck face pictures, them little lip joints, them, mm, mm, them lip pictures, that's another no go. I'm tired of that motherfucking pose. Come up with some new motherfucking poses. If I see too many of them little feet with your where your feet up, look like you're wearing heels, but but it's just your foot all stuck out, that awkward ass pose. I still don't get how girls think that shit looks cool in a picture, but it does not. I will not wife you up. Mm-mm. Now, just to fuck around, mess with you day to day here and there. Oh, yeah, shit. I don't really have that many fucking uh, stipulations or nothing. I don't got that many preferences. You can, you can be whatever. You can show your whole goddamn body on Instagram. Yeah, I, I mess with you. I fuck real quick. You know, dip and dab, rip and rad. You know what I mean? I do something like that. Hit and split it, quit it and get it. Something like that. Of course. Girls always be like, oh, so you like them type of pictures, but when I do it, yes, motherfucker, because why would I want my wife to be on Instagram with nothing on? Of course, I'm going to sit there and like the picture. She ain't got shit on. I'm a man. What the fuck you expect me to do? Not like that? Every man likes that uh, girls out there with significant others. You think he don't? If you think he don't, your ass is stupid as a bitch because he likes it. That don't mean he's going to motherfucking pursue it. He just like it. If you seen goddamn 20,000 pictures of Channing Tatum with nothing on, ain't you going to like it, bitch? Yes, you are. And then when we say, why you liking all them Channing Tatum pictures? You're going to be like, what? It just looks good. It's not like I talked to him. Yeah, okay, that's the same with us, dumbass. You know what I mean? So I'm not even going to get into that. Anyway, let's get back into what I was fucking talking about because I got way off topic. So Moneybag Yo and Ari haven't had the greatest looks when it comes to their relationships and shit. Moneybag Yo, you know, he's famously involved with breakout artist Megan Thee Stallion for a couple months. Um, I think Megan Thee Stallion moved on to, who? wait, wait, wait. No, Ari was with Herbo. Megan was with Moneybag Yo. And then I hear that Megan Thee Stallion is now with, or not with, but was chilling with g easy which is up to her ain't nothing wrong with that and i'm tired of people just just because you see two people in a picture don't mean they motherfucking together um so yeah uh i guess people were saying megan the stallion was driving the boat with meg with uh what's his name g easy i don't know what that means uh driving the boat i really don't know what that means um whatever and then i also hear that India Love is with Roddy Rich. And if that's true, shout out to Roddy, my man, motherfucking Rich. Because that's some good on your playboy. That's some shit I would do. You know what I mean? That's some, he got some good taste. He got some good taste. Hopefully they are together. I'm rooting for that couple. That's a new power couple right there. I ain't going to lie to you. Let's get into a couple of tweets about this because I don't really give a fuck about this. But I will read some people's tweets. Let's see. Let's get into it. Alrighty, right, right. Um, let's see. This is from at Nashbree underscore. You know what I mean? 
Let me be. And I got to write this down so I can shout these stupid ass people out. Okay. From Nash Bree underscore. So G Easy and Megan booed up. Ari done punched money bag in the face. He snatched her wig off. Now Roddy Rich is with India Love. Today has been too messy and it's not even noon yet. True shit, Nash Bree underscore. I mean, shit going crazy. It's the wild, wild west. The wild, wild west. Hey, hey. All right, all right. Oh, no. This is a dumbass. Who the fuck is this? Um, People be trying to get two. Yeah, India Love do look good too. All right. This is from at the son of Mars underscore. I don't know what that means, but whatever, motherfucker, do your thing, thing. So, underscore, the son of Mars, underscore again. G-Eazy and Megan the Stallion are together. Ari scrapped with Moneybag, and he snatched her wig right off her head. And Roddy Rich and Indy Love are together. February is messy AF, and we're only on the third day. AF means as fuck for y'all people that don't know, um... You know what I'm saying? What that means. All right. One more. One more. One fucking more. A Anyway, y'all don't got that many good. Uh, all right. One more. At Kai Spur. Pure. Kai is. Uh, these names is crazy. K-Y-S Pure. Okay. At Kai Pure. What? Anyway, so let me get this straight. Megan a Stallion is booed up with G-Eazy. Moneybag Yo got punched in the face. Why, people? I'm not reading this motherfucker. Y'all be stealing tweets. This is the same motherfucking tweet as the other shit I just read. Y'all be... St- Man, I'm tired. I'm so... Fuck this shit. I'm done. Y'all motherfuckers is crap. Tra- straight trash. Just stealing my... That's, stop stealing people's posts. That shit should be a motherfucking fucking felony that shit should be a goddamn felony you should go to jail for some shit like that because y'all just y'all just want to be like each. everybody want to be like each other do something else man god damn shit fuck just pissing me the motherfucker off like for real doug dimadome man owner of the dimsdale dimadome man anyway this is your boy, Gold Mouth, with another one. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? I can't even. With another one, you know what I mean? Um. Yeah. This is Gold Mouth Tommy. This is The Streets is Talking. You know what I mean? In the motherfucking billion. We out of here. We gone. Gold Mouth Tommy, the weather man, not the better man. Brother man news. You know what I mean? Shout out to Shakira and them. Kobe, 24. We out of here. Yeah.